0: Shalom, and welcome to Parashah Highlights and Insights. This is Rabbi Abraham Fisher. This week's parashah is Bo. We uh, continue with the events leading up to Yitziet Mitzrayim, the exodus from Egypt. And uh, of course, before the exodus, uh, there are the ten plagues, the Eser Makot. In last week's parashah, we learned about the first seven of those Makot. And so the first part of this parasha is the last three plagues, uh, before the, uh, before the Exodus. That will be the first part of the parasha. Those three plagues are, uh, locusts, darkness, and the killing of the firstborn. Locusts, swarm of, of locusts, uh, that is preceded by a warning. Uh, This is one of the plagues that uh, requires a warning beforehand. And uh, Paro and the people of Egypt are told that uh, if they do not let the children of Israel go, then an immense swarm of locusts will come and consume uh, whatever is growing, whatever wasn't uh, destroyed earlier by the plague of uh, hail. And it will be a a swarm of locusts uh, such as has never been seen before. And after giving the warning, Moshe and Aharon leave the presence of Paro, and then we uh, hear uh, the servants, the advisors to Paro, uh, saying that he should let them go. Um, The the plagues are just becoming too much for them, and it's... uh, It's inevitable that they should let them uh, go. And so, Moshe and Aaron are brought back. But when (coughs) Moshe and Aaron say that the uh, intention is for them to bring the entire people, men, women, children, which is not what Paro uh, would have even considered uh, agreeing to, uh, Paro expels them yet again. And uh, so, the plague of locusts comes. Moshe is instructed to raise his hand uh, over the land of uh, Egypt and Hashem brings a uh, a strong east wind to bring the locusts in and it becomes very, very difficult and Paro even asks uh, Moshe to remove the locusts and to pray for him. So Moshe leaves and he does pray to Hashem and uh, as a result, Hashem removes the locusts uh, by by changing the course of the uh, of the wind, and once again uh, Paro's uh, heart is made uh, is made hard. Uh, this time by Hashem, as Hashem uh, promised, <clears throat> and uh, therefore Paro doesn't send away the children of Israel. Then so we come to the next plague plague of darkness. Uh, This plague comes without any warning because we've had two plagues of warnings uh, before Uh, and now Moshe is instructed to uh, raise his hand and first there are three days of darkness brought upon Egypt which is followed by another three days of complete immobility. They're unable to move this strikes only the Egyptians, wherever the uh, Israelites were, were, there was light. When it's over, Paro says, you may go, but you must leave your animals. And Moshe says, no, we need to take our animals, uh, because uh, we will serve uh, Hashem by sacrificing the animals. And uh, Moshe says, when the time comes, we will take all of our animals, and Paro Gets very frustrated and he says, Do not come back. Uh, you will not see me ever again. And Moshe says, Yes, that is correct. Uh, I will not see you ever again. Uh, what uh, follows is the tenth of the ten plagues, uh, the killing of the firstborn. But that must be preceded by a uh, warning. In preparation for this, Hashem says to uh, Moshe, to tell B'nai Israel to go to the Egyptians and ask them for gold and silver. Uh, this will be what we might call reparations for their years of, uh, of slavery. And then Moshe uh, has the final warning, uh, which is that at midnight the firstborn of every household in Egypt will die. Hashem says, Paro will not let you go. I will increase my signs uh, upon the Egyptians. And in this way, uh, Egypt and Israel will know uh, that I am in control, uh, that I differentiate uh, between Egypt and uh, my people Israel. We then proceed from there uh, to the second part of the parasha, which is uh, the events leading up to uh, and surrounding the actual exodus, the actual Yitzyat Mitzrayim. It's in this uh, chapter that we uh, begin to have mitzvot in, in large number. Um, before the exodus, uh, we are taught about the mitzvah, uh, the mitzvot that relate to uh, observing Pesach in Egypt. Even before the Exodus, there was a kind of, uh, Pesach. Uh, first of all, uh, Hashem says that this month, this is the month of the Exodus, uh, is to be considered from this point on as the first month of your, of your calendar. Um, it also is the basis of how the calendar month is set. Uh, so that's the first part of it. And then, uh, the discussion is about The bringing of the Passover sacrifice. First of all, it is to be a one year old male lamb or goat uh, for each group, not for each individual, but for each group. The group could be a family, the group could be a number of families. And they are to uh, set aside this animal starting on the 10th day of the month. Um, And then the animal is to be slaughtered on the 14th day of the month in the afternoon. The blood is to be collected and placed on the doorposts and on the lintel. Then this uh, this goat or lamb is to be roasted in its entirety and then uh, eaten uh, together with matzot, unleavened bread, and maror, bitter herbs, and to do so at night. You do not leave over uh, anything until the morning. And when you eat... You are to be ready to travel, dressed ready to travel, even with your staff in your hand. And Hashem says that at the same time that this will take place, this is when I will slay the firstborn of Egypt and I will, Hashem says, I will pass over those houses that uh, have blood uh, on the doorposts and the lintel uh, in this way. They will, uh, the people will show uh, that they are faithful to Hashem uh, by obeying uh, what Hashem has said. Uh, these are the essential elements of uh, Pesach as it was observed in Egypt. And there is to be uh, another observance of Pesach in the future, after the Exodus. And there are some ways in which uh, it is the same, and other ways in which it is uh, different and therefore in the next section uh we learn about the commandments um, of pesach into the future as well as the uh seven day festival uh that we call P- pesach but which the torah calls Chag HaMatzot, the festival of uh, unleavened bread just to make uh, clear uh in terms of the calendar when the torah talks about pesach the day of pesach That is the uh, day on which the Passover sacrifice is uh, offered and uh, roasted and eaten that night. So that goes from the 14th of the first month in the afternoon until that night, the beginning of the 15th of the month. I keep calling it the first month because that's what the Torah calls it. It's only in later history uh, that we start using names for the months, and this first month will be called Nisan. So that's Pesach, 14th in the afternoon until uh, the beginning, until the 15th uh, at night. But there is a seven-day festival called Chag HaMatzot, and that starts on the 15th at night uh, and goes for seven days. That seven-day festival is called Chag HaMatzot. In later history, those two terms came to uh, become uh, synonyms, uh, but in the Torah, uh they aren't exactly the same, although the night of the 15th, the night uh, when we have the Seder, uh, is essentially an overlap between uh, Pesach and the beginning of Chag HaMatzot. And what the Torah needs to do now is to talk about in what ways will Pesach uh, and Chag HaMatzot be in the future. In Egypt, there was no Chag HaMatzot, there was only Pesach, and it had its... Uh, had its observances, as I just said. So the Torah begins by saying uh, that you must keep the Pesach into the future, um, and then uh, also to observe the Chag Hamatzot, the uh, festival of unleavened unleavened bread, and that will be for seven days. The Torah then goes on, uh, goes on to say that during uh, this time, uh, one is not permitted to uh, keep. That is to say, own or eat chametz, anything that is made of grain that has been uh, that has been leavened. Uh, the first day and the seventh day are festivals. Uh, work is prohibited, with the exception of the work that is necessary for the preparation of uh, food. And. Uh, Moshe teaches Israel about the commandments of Pesach both as it applies in Egypt and for future generations. Just to repeat, there is no seven-day Chaka Matzot in Egypt uh, and although the Korban Pesach, the Pesach sacrifice needed to be eaten with Matzah, uh, in Egypt they were not uh, commanded to remove chametz, leavened Uh, food from their possession. Uh, That only goes into effect into the future. In the future, the prohibition against owning chametz and eating chametz will actually start on the afternoon of the 14th. That will be in the future. Uh, That is not in the time of of Egypt. Moshe reminds everyone uh, that in the future... Uh, you must tell your children uh, what uh, what happened. Tell them about the enslavement in Egypt. Tell them about the uh, the exodus, about the plagues. Um, and so, the children of Israel, according to this command, uh, bring the Pesach sacrifice in Egypt as <clears throat> as commanded. And as they are eating the Pesach sacrifice that very night, that is when God kills all of the firstborn of Egypt. So that night coincides with the last of the plagues. And then we come to uh, the Exodus itself. Uh, Paro and the Egyptian people uh, are, uh, are only too happy, uh, only too hasty to release the Israelites without any exception. Men, women, and children and the animals just go. Um, and the Israelites at this point are hurry to take their dough uh unleavened, Um, and so not only do they eat matzah at night while they're eating the Passover sacrifice, they also take matzah uh, out with them uh, as they begin their uh, their journey. Uh, The Israelites also ask the Egyptians for gold, silver, and garments as, as I said, uh, reparations. And then the Torah tells us about the very first Journey, the first stage of the journey uh, of the Israelites. Uh, they go from a place called Ramses to a place called Sukkot. We're told that there are, that uh, they comprise a population of 600,000 men, uh, and then add to that to women and children. Uh, so it's a very, very large group, and the Torah also says that a mixed multitude went out with them. In other words, other peoples were not from uh, from the Israelites. Uh, also, chose to uh, to go along. They, uh, as we might say, they hitched a ride on uh, on the Exodus. And we're told that um, this the Exodus took place uh, after 430 years. Uh, then the Torah proceeds to tell us about uh, other Pesach uh, commandments uh and in this way we'll have a clearer idea of which of the observances of pesach uh in egypt uh were also to be done into the future so first uh only israelites uh are to eat from the korban pesach the passover sacrifice uh and the israelite has to be circumcised uh it is to be eaten in one place in one house and do not break uh the bones of the Passover sacrifice. Uh, we, uh, there are some other elements that are not uh, practiced uh, after Egypt, uh, after Pesach in Egypt, uh, such as uh, taking the animal on the 10th, that was only in Egypt, uh, putting the blood on the doorpost and the lintel, that was only in Egypt, um, in the, later on the blood was uh, sprinkled on the altar. Uh, but at this point, in Egypt, there was no altar. Uh, uh, furthermore, uh, in Egypt, they had to eat in a state of uh, readiness to leave. That wasn't the case uh, in, into the future. Uh, after Egypt, uh, rather, the uh, Pesach sacrifice was eaten uh, in a reclining position, uh, in a relaxed position, because we're no longer in a rush to, uh, to leave. Uh, At the end of the parasha, we're also told about some other mitzvot that relate in one way or another to uh, the Exodus, to Yetzirah Mitzrayim. There is other uh, mitzvot uh, that will help us to commemorate the uh, Exodus. Uh, One is that the firstborn of males, of uh, both man and animals, are sanctified to, uh, to Hashem. That reminds us that how uh, Hashem not only killed the firstborn of Egypt, but also spared the firstborn of uh, Israel. Um, Hashem says, "Remember this event uh, when you come to the land of Israel. Into the future, uh, there will be children who will be born uh, after all of these events, and it's important for them to understand what you do and why you uh, why you do it." We're reminded that there will be a seven-day festival of Chag HaMatzot. Tell your children. This is a very central part uh, in general of uh, teaching our children. uh, And uh, and in particular on Pesach to tell the children about uh, why we celebrate Pesach. Uh, Also, uh, we have the Mitzvah of Tfilin, uh, which uh, commemorates the Exodus because Justice Hashem took us out of Egypt with a uh, with a strong hand, so we bind our trillion uh, on our arm as well as uh, between our eyes. Uh, the, uh, the Torah continues talking about the firstborn, uh, saying that uh, the firstborn of donkeys uh, are also uh, sanctified, and they are to either be uh, redeemed uh, by, uh, with exchange for a uh, sheep, or uh, or if not uh, decapitated um, and then finally the Torah says uh, that you must answer your children uh, when they ask about uh, the firstborn um, so that you can explain that that Mitzvah as well uh, is connected to uh, the exodus from Egypt at the beginning of the parasha, after um, Moshe and Aharon present, uh, what's going to happen during the plague of locusts, um, and they are expelled by Paro. The uh, advisers to Paro uh, say uh, to, to Paro himself that uh, uh, it's a foregone conclusion. They're going to leave, so uh, maybe it would be best to just let them go. And so, they're brought back. Uh, and uh, we're told that Moshe and Aaron were brought back to Paro, and Paro asks them, um, when he says, you may go and worship uh, your God, but who are going to go? And Moshe's response is, uh, young and old, sons and daughters, uh, our flock and our cattle, uh, all of us will go because we have a, a festival to Hashem, uh, Chag. And Paro doesn't accept this. And, uh, essentially says uh, sarcastically, God should be with you just as I will let you and your children go in other words i 'm not going to let you go um, uh, don 't you recognize that uh, that you are uh, that there is evil uh, that you that you want to do no uh, if only the males are to go that uh, that would be acceptable Paro says. Uh, and Paro says uh, let's do that uh, because after all that's really what you want in the end but uh, Moshe and Aharon do not accept that uh, Moshe and Aaron said that everyone is to go uh, and so Paro expels them once again from, uh, from uh, before his presence now Moshe's response is binarenu viske nelech. Both are uh our young and are old, we will go. Everyone will go, uh because we have a uh we have a we have a celebration to God God Chag Hashemlanu. Hoshrimful Hirsch takes note of the uh the fact that the word Chag, which is festival, um, really comes from the Hebrew word for a circle. Uh, and the, the basic message that Moshe is giving is that uh, we are uh, we're a circle around God. And one of the things that makes a circle uh, a circle is the fact that uh, every point on the circle is absolutely necessary. Um, we do not say that some people are important and some people are not. No. Um, we must, uh, must all go. And therefore, even though Everyone has a has a task, but everyone is essential to the accomplishment of the task of serving Hashem. Here's the way that Shumshon Falher says it, uh, translated into English: We have no intermediary, no priests, no representative before our God. If we are to go, we must all go. The tiniest baby in the cradle, the last sheep of our possessions, each and all are integral parts of our community. None and nothing may remain, for we are all to form a circle around God. God calls us together around him, and when God calls us, he wants to see us with every member of our family and with all of our possessions about him. Uh, Rav Hirsch is uh, emphasizing the fact that uh, our closeness to God uh, is not confined to any one particular uh, area of life, the synagogue, the school uh, alone, but it's really uh, every aspect of of our life, the synagogue, the home, the marketplace, uh, there is no no place in which we are not building our relationship with uh, Hashem. And just like a circle must be complete, uh, so is it important for every person, uh, all of our possessions, uh, to be devoted towards this purpose. I thank you very much for joining me in this exploration of Parashat Bo. This has been Rabbi Avraham Fisher for Parasha Highlights and Insights, saying Shalom.